is your girl Reese, and you're listening to Psychotic Bum School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. At first it started with the eyes, I'm like, uh-uh, no way your sister can know. And so the tension slowly builds, you got them slanted eyes that kills, all systems go. Then you kiss my cheek, my knees get weak, my heart just skipped a beat, so I just froze. Then you touch me there, I knew you would, and boy, you touch me good, I'm like, uh-oh. Sorry, 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 sorry It hurts me, it hurts you, it hurts me What we do, but it's so good, so good, so good, so good Let me show you where you went wrong You know that our sex took us to and fro Then you had the nerve to say you hurt And fix your mouth to blame the world WGTheTruth.com's program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, every once in a while, I got to reach across the country to get uh, one of our favorites, 
uh, that's been on the show a couple of times before. She's a soul singer. She's a singer songwriter. She's an amazing talent uh, out there on the East Coast representing Philly quite well. And I'm so happy to have her back. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good sister, Reese. Reese, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? How is everyone? We cool in the game. We, you know, we, we doing our mm-hmm. thing out here. I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, the pandemic's hit. You haven't been here in a couple of years, yes. so I, I haven't had contact with you. So I want to know, how's it going out there where you at? Well, I'm I'm doing great. I'm in Philadelphia. Um, you know, the pandemic has brought good things and bad things, of course, you know, to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm just fortunate right now because I'm in a good place. I'm in a good space. I'm able to, uh, able to create music. I'm able to go online and, and perform. Um, so I've just tried to turn the frown upside down in a sense, you know, and um, mm. just take everything that I can do and that I'm comfortable doing and, and, and just trying to get it out to everyone online, you know, um, that's the new way. And I'm just mm. trying to turn it around, you know? Yeah. Um, any hiccups along the way making this adjustment? Because when this thing hit, people were like, oh, man, how do I get my stuff online? If people weren't online already, for the most part, it was a challenge. How much of a transitional challenge was that for you? Well, for me, it wasn't as bad because whether I had a huge presence online or not, I always had my social media outlets going and I always communicated with um, people on one or the other, either Facebook or Twitter, um, and now heavily on Instagram, you know? But I was fortunate that I got to quarantine with someone who, you know, had the studio already and we just teamed up and started working together and we gathered different equipment, pieces of equipment that we needed. And now we're like fully functioning online, you know, musicians like we're there so Mm. it hasn't been you know such a bad transition but um Mm. but you know i I welcome it this this one i actually welcomed a lot easier than than ever oh wow it certainly first forced some growth whether people were ready for it or not and having to embrace new technologies like we were joking before we Mm -hmm. came on this is our zoom debut with you absolutely yeah it's it's a technology um challenge all the time for some of us who have been around for a minute i mean i remember when myspace mm-hmm. and facebook was novel and new and uh now it, it ain't nothing but a thing everybody's got something and uh, like you said right. through instagram and other media outlets you've been staying connected to your fans so uh i want to talk about your music uh in just a second because i'm always excited when you have some new projects out there but before we get to that just locally i mean i know you've been really politically uh, engaged um, as I know, uh, Philly had a, a primary back in June and people are coming for your city. I think the occupant of the white house is even coming to Pennsylvania, uh, this week coming up and they've been trying mm-hmm. actively to close polling stations or eliminate yes. a ballot drop boxes. And, uh, they just got struck down by a federal, uh, court. And they they coming for Philadelphia, Reese. Uh, what are your thoughts on this election season and the level of political engagement you're seeing among the artist community? Uh, well, among the people in general and amongst the artists community in particular. What have you seen around there? Well, you know, I live in a neighborhood um, in West Philly that is one of those neighborhoods that's very, um, it was like a black neighborhood that now is being gentrified heavily. Mm-hmm. So. 
all I see are like Black Lives Matter signs and, you know, dump Trump signs and and Biden, you know, and pro every pro anything but Trump, you know, which feels really great. Um, it's also a little awkward, you know, um, because I I know Black Lives Matter, you know. I'm not mad. I, I always knew it. So it's really awkward to see it everywhere, but it's a blessing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I feel like um, the artist community is, is not segregated. It's not artists. We, we are the community, you know, we're just one. And mm-hmm. I think if you, if you want the right thing, if you want, you know, we need to get him out of office that's just the bottom line Mm, by any means necessary so that's just where i'm at with it i don't to me i don't really care who it is i just need it to not be the same person again Mm -hmm. and i think a a lot of us feel that way so it's you know i i've been watching the debates and they've been pretty good you know it's you know it's comical in some points but it's really sad in other points and the bottom line is it just makes it more clear and more clear whether you agree with every single point of you know, the someone in the democratic, you know, um, situation, you, you know, you just need to get Trump out. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not much research I need to do. You know, uh, I'm definitely going to vote. Uh, I'm probably going to walk in and vote in the place that I've been walking in to vote for the last, you know, however many years. Um, I've always kept my, my residency here because I know Pennsylvania is such an important state. Ooh. But I also know that, you know, I was I was also ignorant, you know, to the fact of um, the other the other um, elections that we need to be voting for you mm-hmm. know, throughout, every, you know, every two years and, and things like that. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, get more aware. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not the biggest political, you know, person. I'm not all in it, you know, like some other artists are, but. I do care. I do want him out, and I'm definitely going to vote. And I encourage everyone to vote, not mm. for Trump. Heard that? Ooh, amen to Straight that. Up. Straight up, unapologetic. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, we did a show last week that was uh pretty passionate about um whether people are voting uh on either side of the electorate. And you know, we had a guest on last week, Kevin Boltz, who said, "I'm not down with the the two party system. Period. So they're both bad to me." And he has his own ideas about uh, where he's coming from with that. And he's got some excellent points. I, however, share the view that this guy, you know, the doomsday scenario is here right now. I mean, say what you want, but I have never seen, I'm a psychologist, Reese. I have never seen the level of anxiety amongst our community Mm-hmm. as a result of the occupant of the White House. And I'm sorry, you may be disappointed with the last administration prior to this one with Barack Obama and Joe Biden, but right. I cannot recall when 211,000 people died in eight months due to the same phenomena, okay? Right. And I just haven't seen this. So uh, those disaffected voters, I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, be more open-minded to because I'm with you, Reese. Uh, this guy has got to go. And um, he he even name checked Philly in the debate uh, on the stage with Biden. He said, there's some terrible things going on in Philadelphia. Why is he picking on y'all's community like that? Yeah, because we're important as far as, um, I think we have like the most electoral votes or something in our state. It's something. Uh, It's It's something. something, Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, there used to be a lot of Republicans out there. I mean, I'm from 
the suburbs of Philly, you know, where it was nothing but Republicans out there. But mm-hmm. you know, now I live in, in West Philly and it's just like, yeah, they're definitely still out there in the Chad's right. part and the you know, in the suburbs deep in. Mm-hmm. Cause those people don't want their money messed with. You know? That's right. That's but, right. But at the end of the day, you know, we all gotta, we all have to vote and we, you know, and we have to figure out when to vote even in these smaller mm. elections, like we have to care enough to, to investigate. Mm-hmm. And, and I can honestly say I care enough now. Yes. You know, yes. and, you and know. it's okay. It's okay because a lot of us are learning, you know, a lot yeah. of us, you know, I thought I was woke, but I've, I've learned, you know, by talking to people like you and others that, um, you know, I do vote in every election, but at the same time, uh, I did underestimate the, the power of local uh, legislation. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm learning, I'm evolving, and I'm certainly a student of this process, and it is a process. And so I try to extend to others the type of grace that I hope that they extend to me and have patience with me. I am certainly evolving, and I too have uh, recently uh, embarked upon this new discovery of political education and civic engagement right. as much as I can. Right. I'm wondering how this has infused and infected your music. Um, you, you're, you're an artist. I mean, it's hard to... Uh, distinguish or extract the 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 creative process from mm-hmm. current events that are pressing upon us. We've had George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. You guys got your own case out there. I think the brother's name was Dennis Plowden. I mean, mm-hmm. stuff is going down all around us. In what way would you say this has affected or impacted your creativity as an artist? Well, you know, there's there's two kinds of artists out there. There's artists that, you know, constantly feed off of what goes on around them um, and they regurgitate that in their art and they write about just that in their art. And they, you know, there's like an artist I know named Steph Reed and he's very much like about love and he's about, you know, justice and he's out there, you know, um, you know, protesting and, and like it's consuming and it's just not even consuming in a bad way, in a great way. And it's, like recycling through him. And there's a lot of artists out there. And then you have artists that I feel like I'm in that category where, yeah, I'm definitely affected. I can't not be affected um, by what's going on, but I don't necessarily, um, you know, write about what is on the news. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. really do that. I just kind of write how I feel, or sometimes I write about, or I just want to do music that is not that. It has nothing to do with that because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to constantly be in that zone. You know, that's the news for me. You know, but mm-hmm. I'm also someone that doesn't really watch a lot of television. You know, or movies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just try to like stay focused and and try to enjoy the time in the middle. Like I try to create the bubble, and that's where the music and and the inspiration comes from. And I try to just stay around my family, mm-hmm. um, my partner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I just. I just try to create so people have an escape, you know? Absolutely. Um, so it's like, I'm not necessarily going to, I definitely want you to vote and I'm, I definitely want you to, mm-hmm. you know, be in that. And, but I also, you know, I want to defund the police. I'm with it, you know? And I also want to create a space where people can have a mm. break, you know, and, mm. and have an hour of just like not being so uh, beat down by politics because you know minorities we're the ones that are beat down the most by it you know mm-hmm. um, 
it's great. Everybody, you know, wants to have this slogan, but it's been our life, you know? Yes. And what I've, what I've been doing before, you know, white people wanted to get involved and actually stand up for us. I'm going to continue while they're doing it and hope and, you know, want them to keep on fighting and I'm mm. going to do it before, during and after, you know, because I I'm think there's still a need. Yeah. There's still a need for a break. Ugh. Oh my God. You know? So that's what I'm I'm here to, to do. Absolutely. And that's what I enjoy. And no matter what's going on that's negative, I wanna still have have uh have peace. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I still wanna at least feel like I'm gaining something in my life and my life isn't just the negative. I, I want the negative things to just be a part of it, mm. not be it. That's right. You know? Yes. Um, as far as being woke, like for me, I go back to when I went to Nigeria in January of 2019. No, no, no. Was it 2000? Yeah, going into 2019, I, I flew out to Nigeria. Hmm. And that experience of being in Ibadan, which is not their main city, but like far away, that, that was the thing that kind of created the wokeness in me. The mm-hmm. stuff that people think now, like being woke is a political thing, that's... That's just like a marketing campaign, you know? That's oh, just like yeah. marketing. Mm. You know, we black people, we know. We know how what we know about systematic racism. We've been yes. through it. We live it. Yes. We've been through Black Lives Matter. So like I'm not in that whole like, oh, I'm woke now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's not for that's not for us. That's for right. them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're I'm glad they're having this moment, you know. And that they're trying to push along our our like civil rights, you know, movement. Absolutely. But you know, it's that part of it has just been something for for us minorities to to live through, and we have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. being woke was when I went back to Nigeria. Uh, I went to Nigeria for the first time, and I realized that my perspective on things seemed like I might as well be white. Or I might as well, you know, mm-hmm. because and 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 really that meant more of not just being white, but being westernized mm-hmm. culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, not um, oh, I want to have a perm in my hair and straighten it, or I want light eyes or light skin, but actually seeing how people perform, you know, um, their religious rituals, or seeing how people live and seeing how people, you know, live in in homes with dirt floors and Mm. dirt roads and questioning why we cement ours here when it's just not good for the things that we actually need like water Mm -hmm. you know we need the soil to be clean so we can grow our food but that's primitive Mm. but is it but that's just not smart to to soil and to to make unclean the land and the water Mm. but that's you know to do that is civilized, you know. So that that to me are the things that I was that I question, and that's what make that's what awoke you know awakened me. Absolutely. You know? Wow, interesting. There was an article uh, that I saw over the weekend about Blacksit. You know, there's there's this Blacksit thing where uh, um, Candace Owens, I call her Candance, uh, is trying to get uh, black folks to leave the Democratic Party. But Blacksit is another movement where fed up black Americans are just getting out of the United States, period. And it's it's a permanent staycation 
for them because they just don't feel like as black women, they're not going to get the respect. And it seems like everybody is more embracing of African-Americans outside of America. And yeah, there's problems everywhere. But like you said, I mean, the it people are embracing the concept lately far more now than they have in the past. And the reasons why are the things that you're stating and people just be, they just want to be reconnected. And that escapism piece you were talking about, wow, that you remind me of, uh, by the way, this is KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome. We're talking to Reese, y'all, the good sister Reese, soul singer out of Philly, breaking it down on the, uh, oh, just, just the, the global, uh, knowledge tip here, but the escapism piece is so important and the permanent vacations like that mean so much, but just in terms of creativity, I had the privilege with my wife to go to Paisley Park in Minneapolis to see Prince's Ooh, uh, complex. Nice. And very you nice. talk about, because you talked about being quarantined with your partner and how you've been able to sort of reconstruct that whole creative environment to, to mm-hmm. suit the times. And being able to fuel your creativity around that environment and through that prism, it does enable a certain detachment from the ills of society going on outside our door. Because like you said, it's like, we didn't need this wake up call. We, we black or whatever you want to call ourselves, African-American, we, we didn't, we don't need mm-hmm. a BLM or an acknowledgement from, you know, allies that uh, black folks have it hard. And yes, we thank you for your uh, support now, <laughs> but we've right. been in this, we've been in this for a minute. But, but contrary, you know, it is like, it, it, we kind of did need it. like. We kind of did need it because they didn't want to, half of them didn't want to see it. Hmm. It's like, we did need it. I know. It does help because they only listen to themselves. You know, <laughs> you know what? what I'm saying? You're right. I had a, a brother who's been on the show before. He's actually an active black police officer right now who does not like what he sees in the police force. But he texted he me yesterday. <laughs> he needs to quit. Oh, my God. Uh, I have a whole show on that, Reese. I'm going to have to uh, let you hear that, but I ain't mad at what you're saying. But he says, um, in his text to me just yesterday, he said in some way, because he's also a very uh, religious man. And so he was just talking about, you know, in some ways, Trump is a blessing because through his Mm -hmm. uh, presence, it's been able to unearth certain things so that people could really see it plain. And this is how I responded to him. I'm not going to read it uh, word for word, but basically I said, I will suspend my uh, decision on that until he's out of office and Trumpism is gone. Right. Because we didn't need that. We already knew, you know, and I I get it that the allies understand now how, you know, they've been gaslighting, not all of them, you know, some of them have been down from day one, but for for the rest of y'all who've been gaslighting us and trying to deflect and downplay yeah you know welcome to the party but we've been telling y'all about this so we didn't need trump for for all yeah we didn't we didn't we didn't we needed it because they yeah yeah, i guess you know they needed it unapologetically too i mean and and not even that because that's it wasn't even just him because if it was just him that Mm. wouldn't have done it it had to be george floyd Exactly. Being murdered. It had to be Brianna being murdered all in the same mm-hmm. time that he was acting up. Because if he was just acting up like this, trust mm-hmm. me, they wouldn't be saying nothing. If they didn't see that man die like that on TV or, right. you know, on online, they wouldn't have said nothing. Nope. You know, um, if it wasn't a pandemic where they were forced to sit in their houses and, and watch it and that's yes. it. And have to deal with the fact that their grandkids are half black. Yes. That their nieces are half black. 
Come you on. know, it's like it's it's and 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 I wish the the NBA guys. I wish they never went back to. I wish they stopped and and never went back to finish mm-hmm. the season because they had a, a certain power riding. I don't know what they said they got from it, but mm-hmm. they said they made changes or whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick is still, you know, not on the team. I'm mm-hmm. sure he still wants to play. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we we just have to like really stand strong. And it's and it, it just seems like outside looking in that certain people have enough money to take care of other people. So they should, mm. you know, the top 5% of, you know, players that make all the money, mm. they have enough for the, for the ones that don't. That's right. Make that much that feel like they have to be out there playing because they, mm. they make under a hundred grand or, you know, and they have their whole family to pay for it. Right. You know? So, right. I, you know, it's just like all of us have to kind of figure this out, you know, but, I think, yeah, it, it's a little bit of, um, you know, it's a relief, you know, that's why I say it's so awkward, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's a relief that finally a quarter of these people see what's going on mm-hmm. and they're willing to put their their lives on the line and they have, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's also like, there's a lot of them fighting all of us, the rest Absolutely. of us, Absolutely. Like they don't want that reign to end. They don't. And, you know, they will die for it. And they will come to the polls and intimidate us for it. Yes. And they will stand on the podium and, Mm -hmm. and promote, you know, white supremacy. They'll they'll do it and they'll do it, you know, and they've done it and it's shocking, but it's not really that shocking anymore. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's been happening so long that it's like, I know how to, like, I feel like I know how to deal with it. I feel like I have dealt with it. Yes. And that's what, you know, and that's really strange. Like that it's just really strange, you know. It but it, I'm grateful for it. I'm I'm glad. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it, it does take, you know, people that are in power to risk their lives and their jobs and their money mm-hmm. and their business for anyone to uh for it to trickle down to the, to us. Right. You know? Right. And I think people at various levels, they make their peace with this moment in the way that they best know how. And for those that can extract the the silver lining or the blessings that have emerged during this time, and they don't see all gray skies, um, I think there is some power in that because there's a, a certain condition called learned helplessness that can ensue and engulf people when they feel like no matter what they do, they'll have no impact on the outcome of anything. And so in this era of what the occupant calls fake news, it, it, there's no such thing as fake. He's the fake, okay? Everything <laughs> right. that was in place before, we can still trust it. Today is still Monday by the time people are listening to this. The sky is still blue and the grass is still green, okay? People can argue against that all they want, but that level of silliness did not exist before this occupant. And so if he yes. were acting like a president, I'd call him that, but he doesn't respect the office of the presidency. I, so I call him the occupant, just like some of our uh, more esteemed leaders do. But, oh, you are absolutely right. You're speaking the truth. So I tell you, um, this has stirred up some stuff. So I hear you when you say it has um, little or limited impact on your music. So what can you tell us about the music you're working on? Because you are um known for just emerging in some really really 
of fun and creative spaces. You were recently, I don't know how recently it is now, but you, you were on tour with CeeLo, you know, going around the world with him. And uh, you're a survivor. You, you just find a way to keep on pushing on. And of course, the last time you were here, we were celebrating the life of the late, great Waba Watson, who was a, a great friend and mentor of yours. And so um, what can you tell us about this? No, new that's, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, going back to the last conversation we had and we mm -hmm. were talking about Wawa um, and we did the song together called For Who You Are that I did a love while it. back, but it still has its fire. People still love this record. Oh People love for me to sing it. They yes. love to hear it. Um, I just actually um, filmed a video for it. And mm -hmm. um, that's, I guess, one of the things that came out of this situation. Mm -hmm. um, I met a, a creative person named Caleb Lucky, who um, agreed to to film a phenomenal video for me. Um, my partner, Steve McKee, came up with the treatment um, and helped, you know, in every way to execute the video. Mm -hmm. uh, we shot it in Philadelphia. It actually mm -hmm. should be ready next, or actually this Wednesday. So. In a couple okay. of days, it should be ready. And as soon as I get it, I'm gonna just post it on my YouTube account, which is youtube.com, T-H-E-O-N-E-R-E-S, which spells out the one Reese. The one and, Reese. Um, yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll have it posted on my, on my social media stuff. But, um, it, you know, special video, you know, it's a long time coming. Mm -hmm. um, I had a couple ups and downs with trying to, you know, get this song out. Um, and I'm just happy to say that I, I finally got this video. It means a lot to me. When when songs mean a lot, I mean, all, all my songs kind of, you know, mean a lot to me, the ones that I, I write. This one is extra special because I co-produced it with Wawa. This is your girl, Reese, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. With, with this project reset, um, I heard Wednesday and the, the subsequent release of the remaining material, how soon can we expect to see that in the musical hemisphere? Honestly, I right now I'm independent and mm -hmm. I'm literally, when I mean independent, I'm not independent and signed to an independent label. I'm independent, meaning my team is me and my laptop, you know, and, Come on. and my partner. And yes. I'm very much just, you know, as soon as I, I just have to get my head wrapped around and, and put out, you know, set it up. You know, I, I literally did a press release last week for it. Mm -hmm. um, it. Going back to my to the campaign that actually funded the album. Um, That's beautiful. The Indiegogo campaign um, that that happened three, four years ago. But I still am very committed to, you know, fulfilling my commitment. Um, mm -hmm. So I need to give those people the album first. I need to give them the MP3s first. I need to give them the vinyl first. I need to give those 300 people the the um, the CDs first. So that's really my focus. And once mm -hmm. they have it, then I'm going to release it on iTunes and Bandcamp mm -hmm. and this place mm -hmm. and that place, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I really have a thing where I need to fulfill my commitment to those people who put their money where their mouth is, their mouth was. and who stuck by me all this time. Um, so I really want to make it special for them first. Um, and then as soon as that's done. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm working on the cover now and, um, you know, but, you know, in 2020, it's like, as soon as things are done, you can just upload them. So- You sound I'll so relaxed on 
you sound like you're not even tripping. It's like, look, I'm unbossed and unbothered. I'm, you know, my corporation is me and my laptop and my timeline. I ain't tripping. I mean, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm I tripping. wish it could be. I mean, my time, you know, I wish my time like could be like, you know, me and 20 other people, but it isn't. Mm. And I'm just being really um, transparent and mm-hmm. really honest about where I am and, and when it's going to get to you. Um, I think that's the, always the best way, you know, and right. I can't be stressed about it because I see myself you know, doing this forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like it's 2020. I need to take that approach, you know, and I'm really, really grateful. The other, the other positive that I'm grateful for, you know, with this whole switch in the world is that I'm able to release music, you know, and it's less people I have to go through to get it there mm-hmm. you know, um, to get it. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword, you know, like right now the, the industry, like the door is wide open for literally anyone who has a laptop and garage band to promote something or put something out. But right. it also makes it easier for people to, you know, to release music like me and to not have, um, you know, so many administrative uh, walls and mm-hmm. people to go through, you know, so Would I'm just you- taking it in stride. Absolutely. And like I said, this segment should be renamed at peace with Reese because (laughs) you don't sound like you're tripping because, you know, when I think about the, the, the Wawa Watson song for who you are, I mean, just the warmth of just having the, the, the spirit of collaboration with real musicians in the room. And you talk about GarageBand and how just about anybody with GarageBand can Mm -hmm. put out a track. Um, can you give us a preview about the the nature of the instrumentation that you have incorporated into this latest project? You said your partner is a musician and producer in his own right, a talented drummer. Uh, well, Reset actually was done, you know, prior to the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but it was done with, you know, in collaboration with a lot of artists. Um, you know, literally what happened was I was living in California I was feeling really down about, you know, the legal proceedings that Talib, you know, decided to put me through. And I just felt like I had to save myself. And Mm. it was like, okay, I can't keep knocking down this door with these, with this set of songs that's named in a lawsuit. I actually have to let go of it, which is so hard to do when you work on something, you Mm. know, and I actually had to, to desert it for time for this period of time and just say, you know what, I'm starting over from scratch mm-hmm. and I'm starting over from scratch and I don't have money because I've been fighting him in court. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to leave my apartment in Los Angeles, not knowing how I was going to pay anything. I flew back to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Then I, I took a bus or, you know, to, to Jersey, to no, to New York, and then took like some other buses back to New Jersey. And I found myself writing my album in an apartment in and recording this in mm. an apartment in someone's room in in uh Patterson, New Jersey. Wow. Which is not, you know, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. Miami, but it's Patterson, New Jersey, home of Fetty Wap. You know, it's a crazy, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy little city. Um and I, I just hunkered down with John with JJ and we just um, we just wrote from the heart, you know. It was a lot of um, and 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 we I only planned on doing it for a month. I was like, oh, I'm gonna write this album in a month, 
mm-hmm. because uh, I've written with JJ before and I know how, like our chemistry. And then it ended up going to two months and it was a great time. I have to thank um, Chanel Red too for, for having me um, and letting me record at their home. And, you know, JJ really was the glue to this record. I mean, to this album reset, I, you know, for how I do, Santi, Santa Gold was the glue. She was like, you know, she was the bone. She wasn't the dog looking for the bone, you know? <laughs> but for, for Tell Reset, us where you got that from, because I, I remember that statement. Where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, that came from Wawa. That's, that was his, one of his classic, classic uh, statements was that he was the bone. The bone. The dog looking for the bone. So I, I think. I've never forgotten it. When, you, when I heard you say that, I've never forgotten it. Yeah, like it's so great. It's like so true. And and for reset, you know, it all came down to to uh, or at least the inception of it and the writing was, you know, myself and JJ and mm. you know, but he he was the bone because he, you know, he was the you know the psychiatrist and you're like, oh my god, I think everything's falling apart. Or he was the marketing guy when you're like, how are we gonna make this make sense? You know, he was like the hype man when you're like, okay, I don't know if this is gonna work. He's like, no, no, it is. You know. And he just kept mm-hmm. the vibe up and his energy is great. And his songwriting is incredible. And, you know, I just was blessed. I just was blessed to be in the right place, the right time to meet the right person. And, you know, for them to have that kind of generosity to welcome me into their home for two months, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what, I, I knew I was gonna have great records out of that time, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were gonna be about. And he really, really helped me just be, be uh, at ease with talking about my personal issues and what I personally was going through. Hmm. And I can never uh, thank him enough for that because up until that point, I really wasn't comfortable with that. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really always want people to know what I was going through or I would write it in a way where I would hope that people wouldn't necessarily just look at me like, oh, that happened to her. This is what went down or this, you know, and I just felt like a piece in it, like, you know, right. and some songs I cringe, like I cringe when I listen to mm-hmm. them because like the first song on the record, I, I kind of cringe because I'm like, oh my God, this is so like an open wound, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. Um, but that's what makes it great. And, you know, also the people that, that donated their, their music, like, you know, I didn't have a budget, you know, I was mm-hmm. on the heels of going in year two of fighting a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. from Talib from being sued from him so it was you know I didn't really have a lot of money but the people that he linked me to believed in what I was doing they believed in me as an artist mm-hmm. they loved what they they believed in in JJ you know mm-hmm. and what he and him his his advice and his uh recommendation for me and I got some great records and then I also but then but but they weren't done you know they were great demos they were great records mm-hmm. but then I needed you know, my partner, Steve, to come in and I needed Vidal to come in to mm-hmm. make it sound like it was the quality and mm-hmm. the, the showmanship and the musicianship, you know, needed to come out. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it was a team effort and it, it went in stages and I'm just grateful that it happened in the time that it happened. At first I thought, oh, it's taking too long. You know, mm-hmm. I'm playing myself. I'm playing people. Like people are going to be like reaching mm-hmm. out to me. Like, what are you doing? You know, you know. But then, why are you taking so long? You got this money from this campaign. This album should be out. You know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get that. You know, I got 
I have fans that were like, yo, we'll be patient and just let us know what's going on. And I did. And I, I was very mm-hmm. transparent with them and they, I think they appreciated it. And most of them never even responded, but they will be happy to know that they're going to get their record within, I don't know, I would say another month max, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that might be, it may be longer just because of printing mm-hmm. and getting how long it takes to do vinyl and CDs, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm very close and just very grateful, very yeah. grateful, you know, and I'm, I'm, grateful that I have the skills and the talent from somewhere. I don't know where I got it from, but that, <laughs> that I create music that doesn't have a, a time right. attached to it, you know? So it could come out five years from now. It's not, but it could, and it still mm-hmm. will be, it still will be relevant. It still will be great. It still will be worth listening to. Wow. So. Well, this is KCWG, the truth.com's program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. Uh, that is the wonderful voice of Reese, singer songwriter out of Philly. And uh, just breaking it down, it's, it's amazing what adversity will bring out of us. And yes. you have certainly been carried uh, on, on the wings of love uh, somehow, some way. Your fans have uh, been really loyal and devoted. And uh, true to form, you are certainly. Uh, willing to stand in that and uh, honor your word and commitment to them uh, by dropping as a priority upon them first before anyone else uh, right. this next release you have coming out. And I think that's a very, very beautiful thing. Uh, can't wait to hear it. Uh, love having you on the show. You know you're welcome to come back here anytime. You know I'm always hitting you up. You are always welcome here. What's the best way for people to follow your work, uh, find some new music from you, and how can we keep in touch with you? Well. Um... You know, thank you for always, you know, reaching out um, and being persistent about it because I'm, I'm always like, I'm not the easiest person to, you know, gain, gain their attention because I'm just, <laughs> I'm like a space cadet sometimes, but, you know, thank you for that. And, um, All good. and always having good questions because the worst thing is interviewing with folks <laughs> and you're like, oh, they're going to ask me what's in my bio again, oh. you know? So I, I always appreciate the conversation with you okay. and, um, you know, but you guys can find me on social media, um, on Instagram, I'm at the one Reese, T-H-E number one, R-E-S. The same thing on Twitter. Um, you can reach out to me with the same at the one Reese on Facebook. And now um, I just started like a, a store um, where you can like get merch and where you can get the refried Mac vinyl autographed by me. There's not that many um, out there in the world. And I have a few of them. Um, Wasn't that trending on Twitter a minute ago, the, the Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, Fleetwood Mac is trending now because this guy <laughs> in California or San Diego or something like was skateboarding, drinking cranberry juice and listening to Dreams and just loving it. And then uh, Mick Fleetwood, he, the, you know, from one of the members mm-hmm. from Fleetwood Mac just, just you know, mm-hmm. saw it and he made his video and it just became a viral sensation. And now the song Dreams is like back and popping and in everybody's face and everyone's just like wow. realizing how great the tune is. So I encourage you guys to listen to the version I did, which right? I think is really good. And I think it's one of my best bodies of work. And um, it's five of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. And mm. you guys, and, and actually today I'm going to, um, figure out how to upload it, you know, to Bandcamp and to every other platform where people can listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I want everyone to listen to it. 
and yes. and and hear what I heard years ago. I mean, I did it in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a fan of them, of Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks in particular. Absolutely. And, um, I just want everyone to listen to it. You know. Yes. So you can find me on uh, mckeeresmusic.com. You can find that um, vinyl. Spell that and for us, please. It's McKee Reese Music, M C K I E R E S, and the word music, M U S I C dot com. Nice. Um, and we have, uh, you know, and it's McKee Reese Music because that is, that's my partner. And mm-hmm. we are um, teaming up and we have a new duo called McKee and Reese that we've been performing under that moniker um, since the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, it was like, okay, you're quarantining. You look to you, you realize you got a quarantine. You realize who you're in the room with and you're like, I guess it's going to be you. And, and mm-hmm. it, that is most likely the best that, you know, that's most likely the best. That's the best. You know, yes. um, I was very fortunate that something simple as that turned into um, mm. a great musical duo mm-hmm. and great music. And it's going to continue on. Um, you know, that's probably the person I'm going to make music with for a while now. And uh, I just encourage you guys to listen to everything that we do separately and together because it's going to be worth it. We just did um, two shows this weekend on stageit.com uh, mm-hmm. together. And the reason why it's such a partnership is because he is a, a great producer and drummer. I sing and we figured out a way to create a live show that feels just as great as a full band. Mm. And it's, you know, it's, it's just great. So I encourage you guys to watch, you know, my live streams. Um, we're going to do some more. I also have been getting back into DJing. Say what? Uh, yeah. I, I used to DJ years ago and just do like small lounges when I lived in New York. And, oh, um, come on now. How come yeah, I didn't and now, Because I really was just doing it just because it, honestly, at the time, I was doing it more to make myself fall in love with music again. Because I mm. was in a place where it was just so hard to get my music out in the way that I wanted to. Mm. And I just felt like I didn't have any opportunities. And, you know, and so I created this, you know, I created one. I said, oh, okay, let me DJ. And and it just made me actually like music. Instead of focusing on my songs, mm-hmm. I got to focus on the music that just inspired me. Mm. And that just made me happy. And I just continued to do it. So I got back into it. I got my setup now at my- Oh, at, at, Yeah, I got a, a setup at our at our apartment. And I got to um, hear a DJ set now. Cause oh, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be For surprised because sure. the first time I met you, I was spinning at um, Fado, not Fado Doe, um, doggone it. The Mint. Remember The Mint in right. LA? Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Fado though. <laughs> that was my I spot. I remember those spots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know who took me there first was Fish from Fishbone. He was oh, like, you really? gotta come up in here. Yeah, because they used to rock that place for years. Yes, they did. Him and Medusa. Yes. Man, like oh, all of them, God. you know? Yeah, Those like Blast from the Past. Yes. But that The was... Mint is great too. I mean, that was a it great is. spot. I had one of my best shows at The Mint. Oh, I saw I it. Show, probably there. I, yeah, I had a show there where the band, they were house, it's the band called The House of Vibe. Mm, it's been mm-hmm. my band for years, like when I lived in LA and when I first started um, performing how I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fish and Fishbones in it. Um, the leader of the band is uh, Brew. Um, mm. And Spacey T was in that band at the time. Oh, He's yeah. like a black rock artist. Oh, yeah. Great guitarist who I just 
I'm just, I haven't okay. met a guitar player sicker than, doing black rock sicker than um, Spacey, Spacey T. T. Yeah, but, what was um, this band? What, it was a black rock band, wasn't it? Doggone it, slips in my name. Or I know, my, I'm like, I, I'm I can't even up. think of it. But he, it was up. like one of the first black rock bands he started. Yep. And, yep. Um, you know, they, we, we all showed up at the show and no one could rehearse because House of Vibe had like so many other shows and rehearsals. They couldn't rehearse for my show. And we hadn't played in a long time. So we had a, a rehearsal right before we got on stage, like an hour before, or no, like a half hour before. And we literally just all sang our parts. So like the, the bass player was like, doom, 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 while the drummer was like, boom, the cat, boom, And I was singing, the keyboard player was like, spin, spin, spin. You know, literally we were like mouth, like voicing our parts. Mm-hmm. And we walked out on stage literally right after we did the last song in back, you know, backstage, like vocally, and we killed it. Like they killed it. Like they did, they killed it. And I was like, wow. So I can have some of the best shows without even preparing Look when you have the right musicians. And House of Vibe was that. Wow. And House of Vibe is that. So I saw Yeah, that's dope. That's a dope story. I saw yeah. Roxanne Shantae's. Um, uh, unsung episode and she kind of did that with Biz Marquis and it was sort of spontaneous sort of like that and then she went on stage and had like this legendary like uh, freestyle session with him while he was beatboxing and it, it just be, it, it just made her a legend. Spacey T, I'm almost embarrassed to admit that it slipped my mind but I actually know the brother's um, uh, bandmate. Spacey T played in a band called Sound Barrier one of the sound players. barrier that is the band that is the band that is the band rock without the roll i remember seeing that them is on, the band that was the band i saw them before uh mtv or one of the earliest uh only black rock bands they had on mtv and uh mm-hmm. spacey t wow so it looks like the mint can bring that kind of creativity and spontaneity out and so that's where i met you backstage and it's like so when you say that you spin it's like it makes sense because to me, you've always kind of been connected to DJ culture anyway. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Most, most yeah. when you were in LA, I mean, you were, you you know the spots. I mean, you're, you're not even in LA, but as soon as I said the Mint, Fado Do, you know them spots, you know Lamert Park. Oh yeah. You know, you know all For of sure. that. So that yeah, because wow. yeah, when you're a musician and you're around the right ones, like they, they yep. teach you, you know, they let you well, know, they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, have you half step. So and when it works, you know, I got to rock. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just really got into DJing because of that, and and I'm so glad I did, you know, because mm-hmm. it still gives me that, like, oh wait, I love listening to music, and I love dancing to music, and I love, right. you know, and going to Nigeria and you know, mm-hmm. initiating into Yoruba culture. When I went there, mm-hmm. you know, I came back like with all types of rhythms, like. And wanting and and artists that I wanted to listen to, and I mean, we had a jam session. I mean, I guess you could call it a jam session, you know, you know, at the uh, like at the church or whatever. That uh, I mean, we didn't even have instruments, you know, like we had sticks and like cowbells and and <laughs> in our hands, you know, and like it was at least like twenty people in the room getting down, kids, everybody, hey. you know, just singing and. They wanted me to sing, you know, so I was singing to them and mm. they were dancing around like they were listening to a whole band. And I was just mm. like blown away. Mm. And then I said, wait a minute. Once I got to the sixth, seventh song, I was like, um, can you guys sing? And mind you, I'm with all priests and religious like mm. people, you know, 
And they yeah. were like, heck yeah, we can sing. And so they just started singing to me and it was just remarkable. Wow. Like I never had an experience like that before in my life. And oh, wow. I just got to give a shout out to my, my religious family there because mm -hmm. they really changed my life. Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah. you're blessed, my sis. I I, mean, I'm favored. I'm, I'm definitely favored. Come on, come on. I mean, definitely. every story you've shared tonight is just further and further indication of that. I'm going to pray for continued blessings and favor to be falling upon you uh, throughout the remainder of this pandemic as it stands right now. Uh, you have found a way to survive and to thrive. And you're such an inspiration to me and to our listeners out there. Thank you so much for stopping by. Will you come back again whenever you feel like it to join us again on Psychotic Bump School, please? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm sure I'll be there, be, be with you guys soon because we have to talk about Reset and yes. there's a lot to talk about with that album, a lot to talk about. So I hope you guys, you know, enjoy the new single, Burning Desire, um, that you will hear soon, if not today. You know you're capable of flying, but you're forced to crawl. You ever felt like life is telling you your time is up? You lost your way, floating in outer space. But what they'll never say is that you have what it takes. Gotta keep the flame burning Even when the living is hard You know the world won't stop turning As long as you do your part You gotta keep the flame burning Even when the living is hard You know the world won't stop turning As long as you do your part Keep your flame burning In all 
you guys to look on my youtube and any anything that has the one reese on twitter instagram anything because you will see the for who you are video see i don't blame you for running i've never seen the dark places you've been so please can you tell me something like what it'll take Make it ours again, again See, I don't blame you for running I've never seen the dark places you've been So please, can you tell me something Like what it'll take to make it ours